Hey, good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. It is the 11th day of November. Uh, it is Veterans Day. Uh, happy Veterans Day out there. I reached out uh, to my brother this morning, the colonel, uh, wishing him a, a, a happy Veterans Day. Uh, and it's just, you know, one of these times, uh, and you think about uh, what was it all for, you know, and... and protecting our freedoms and seeing all of these freedoms come under attack i think it's more important than ever uh that we let our veterans know uh how much uh, we appreciate uh, what they've done for us and uh, i just want to say a few words here on on veterans day to all our men and women in uniform You've always made the country proud, and we salute you for standing tall and strong for us. Let all of us honor each other, each and every soldier, everywhere, because we must salute their bravery and their courage towards this country. A real hero is a person who sacrificed for his nation, and our veterans are truly the heroes we admire the celebration of Veterans Day is incomplete without thanking our soldiers who have protected our country and our people. want to wish all of you veterans out there uh, a happy Veterans Day. Thank you for your service, past, present, uh, future. And uh, may, may God bless all of you out there. Uh, just a... Emotional time for me. I, I will just share a story from my brother when he was uh, in Afghanistan. My, my brother actually was in two different wars. Uh, the last being the war there in Afghanistan. He was a, a lieutenant colonel at the time and uh, was in charge of training Afghani police. And my brother never really talked, and I think this is a, a, with a lot of military. They, they don't like to talk about things they've seen, especially if they've seen things that you hope nobody ever sees. And uh, I was talking to him one day because I was curious. I wanted to know. And, and he said, it's the scaredest I've been in my entire life. And, you know, you got to think about, you know, he was there for like, 10 or 11 months and uh, you know like a lot of our troops there's a not, not a lot that, that, that scares them and, and talking about uh, what, what he was going through and what his men and women uh, under his command were going through in Afghanistan and how you had to be basically on high alert 24-7 because the second one person let their guard down the potential for loss of human life became very, very real. And uh, it's just something where I, I want to thank every one of them for what they've done for this country. And I also want them to know uh, that uh, we haven't given up the fight. You know, we're, we're, we're going to stand strong for them just like they stood strong for us. Uh, and God bless all of our troops, Jason, on this Veterans Day. Uh, you, you did, did a good job, Joe. I'll uh, I'll leave it at that. So I uh, 
I, uh, it's 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 something that we do to, to remember our uh, our soldiers. So I, I'm, I don't have anything to add to it, Joe. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Uh, the website is allamericangold.com. And uh, as we uh, sit here and watch what's happening here, we got gold and silver rallying again today uh, as inflation has taken center stage uh, out in, in the marketplace. Uh, we had uh, the Biden administration yesterday... <laughs> kind of freak out, uh, went and uh, attacked the central bank, and then apologized for attacking the central bank. Uh, we have uh, Jerome Powell having secret meetings with Jamie Dimon uh, that we're going to talk about today. Uh, and again, it, it, it's something where uh, I don't know the exact number of felonies that J.P. Morgan has committed under Jamie Dimon. I, I believe it's a half a dozen that I know of. Uh, I'm sure it's a lot more than that. Uh, but but we'll talk about what it is that's happening there. Uh, we had maybe the worst auction yet yesterday afternoon. Uh, it was a 30-year auction, and it was it is it was the ugliest auction that that uh, we've probably seen. 30-year notes. That's tough. That's a long time, uh, and without a, a lot of uh, a lot of interest on that, uh, it makes things very very interesting. Uh, and then apparently, Jason, we've got a new record. We're up to a hundred and eleven container ships flowing off uh, the the coast of California. I wonder if we can now go from all the way from L.A. to New York if we stack these container ships. One next to the other. Our engineer uh, was over there in California and took a look at everything going on, and he had his uh, his theory about what's going on because he saw a whole lot of empty docks with no ships, one crane and one ship being unloaded, and a whole lot of nothing going on. And he, uh, I have my theories. He has his theories. Uh, he's, he's thinking California might be. Uh, uh, hey, we're we're going to keep California nice and stocked, and uh, good luck because they're not letting. Uh, not letting trucks into into California that don't have all the green emissions and things going on. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's well. Welcome to to California, the 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 world of delusional thinkers. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Any veterans out there? Just let us know if you order today in your event. Uh, we're going to take ten bucks off every order uh, for the vets that are out there. Uh, just a, co- a couple of other quick updates. Um, Glenn Tate is well on the way to recovery, so uh, great news there. Uh, I think him and Shelby did a little uh, podcast. Uh, you know, he's, he's a little worse for wear, but he's hanging in there. Uh, Amy from Abundant Flame, she, she's hanging in, though. We, we need those prayers for Amy. Uh, I know Keith, uh, they're, Keith and Amy, great, great people. They got two kids. Uh, Let's keep the prayers going for her. I just want to let everybody know, please have your financial house in order. You just don't know what's going to happen with all this stuff out there. Uh, if you don't, if you're, you know, if you're not sure if your life insurance policies are up to date or, or uh, you know, especially if you're going to be leaving money 
to your to your kids or your grandkids you you make one mistake and all of a sudden the government's in there taking a big healthy piece of that inheritance uh, if if make just make sure you have your fi- financial house in order call my son call Joey 602 909 9048 and make sure you do listen the, the best thing you can do give him a call He's going to look at what you got, and he'll tell you right away, hey, you did good. You're in great shape. You're going to be fine. Or, you know what, we got some work to do here because the way it's set up right now, uh, if something does happen, you're going to have a a huge tax bill on your kids or your grandkids, and let's prevent that. Or, hey, that life insurance policy, yeah, that's that's not, you know, especially like uh, someone like me, like I had mine. Mine was... 19 years old when, when uh, I just redid it with, with Joey. And, man, 19 years ago, Jason, man, you needed a whole lot less money. That's correct. Yeah, the dollars had a little more value than they do today. <laughs> so, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's amazing uh, how things have changed. But uh, he can help you. And, uh, and he's my kid, so you're going to deal with someone you know you can trust because uh, if he screws it up, I, I, I'm going to be on him. Uh, how about this? Big, big report out yesterday. You know, we, we know wages have gone up quite a bit. Right? And we, we've done, I don't know how many different stories of all these companies paying more and giving bonuses and doing all this. Uh, the Labor Department said that while wages continue to increase uh, up four-tenths of a percent in the month of October, they said, unfortunately, inflation is rising significantly faster than wages. And they're saying that now the average American out there, uh, despite all the wage growth, is actually bringing home less money in real terms than they were uh, before this whole quote-unquote transitory inflation thing started, Jason. Yeah, that that's absolutely true, and, and especially with inflation, uh, as we we've said many times, you, you go to, from fifteen dollars an hour to seventeen dollars an hour, but you're you're paying out more than two dollars an hour worth of of bills, and and I think your your really good example was rent. Uh, it, it it doesn't do you any good, you know. You you have to find a lower standard of living to keep up, Joe. That's that's the only way you keep up. Yeah, and and again, this is this is what we when we talk about stagflation. This is what we see, which is, yeah, wages may be rising, but not nearly fast enough to keep pace uh, with, with what's happening out there in real terms. And then, and then you create uh, this horrible situation uh, where more and more people, right, well, we're seeing it now. Look at credit card usage. I mean, credit card usage went way down. Remember when the government was paying everybody not to work, was actually paying them more money not to go to work? Credit card balances fell. Credit card usage fell uh, just in the last 60 days. Credit card debts have gotten back almost to a new all-time record high. And, 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 of course, we're sitting here, you know, yesterday, what was it, the other day, I had to get gas. 370 now is cheap gas here. 
uh, and and getting worse. Uh, uh, crude oil right now it's eighty two dollars. Crude oil fell yesterday because the Biden administration, the Energy Department, came out and said, "Hey, don't worry. Uh, we're pretty confident that hopefully, maybe sometime early next year, uh, the supply problem in oil is gonna gonna ease up and and and, uh, and things will get better." And and I'm going to tell you right now. I have absolutely no confidence uh, that that is the case because I have yet to see the Biden administration say any, not a single thing about more drilling here in the United States, Jason. No, it's pretty much the opposite. He, he's trying to uh, cap off any ways of even producing, so it's uh, he's, he's doubling the problem. And uh, I don't, you know, you, you can say anything you want about Biden and, and these politicians, and, and a lot of them are kind of dumb. But uh, he's not, he's not so dumb that he knows what he he doesn't know what he's doing you know biden understands he's been in congress a long time he's been in you know washington dc a long time time. he knows exactly what's going on he was given a job to do and he's he's doing that job so you can blame biden uh and you can't because he's he's actually doing the job handed to him he could do what john f kennedy did he can go against what they're telling him to do which he won't but he knows what he's doing joe he's shutting down supply lines for oil and causing more problems it's not on accident well, how about this one? Uh, Bloomberg is reporting that Federal Reserve Governor Lael Bernard was interviewed for the top job at the U.S. Central Bank when she visited the White House last week. Now, I've been talking about her for a while. Very, very dangerous. If you think about, if you value your hard work and your labor, you value uh, the money that's in your wallet. You do not want to see this woman rise to the top spot. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, there's a lot of openings now at the central bank uh, because of the scandal. We've got to get a new president at the Boston Federal Reserve, the Dallas Federal Reserve, and then there's uh, Jay Powell sits at the top, right? And really, you could argue Janet Yellen and Jay Powell. The vice chair. Clarida is the vice chair. He's like the vice president, if you will. He uh, is is out. So he is done at, I want to say, at the end of the year. Last, well, I want to say, it may have been Monday. Monday, uh, Quarles, and he is, he was a Trump appointee. He, he sits in a spot that got created as the uh, Randy Quarles. He's like the top cop, if you will, at the central bank. So this was after uh, the financial crisis. They created this position where he was supposed to, a uh, guy that, that's in charge of making sure everybody's behaving themselves. And, of course, he was also supposed to be the one that was keeping an eye on the other central bank, uh, the other bankers that were making uh, billions of dollars trading on their own, right, Jason? You know, he was supposed to be watching out for all of us. He was he was appointed at to an eleven year term, so he wasn't so, supposed to. His term wasn't supposed to end until I want to say like twenty thirty two. Huh. He announced uh, this week that he is going uh, to resign 
the last week of December. <laughs> well, all that you just said says smells like something really bad is getting ready to happen early next year. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know. But, boy, it sure seems like something really big is going to happen, and it's going to happen soon. So when you think about it, okay, we've got to get rid of two Fed governors, right, Boston and Texas. Boston and Dallas, technically, but Texas. Then you've got to take out the number two, and let's call them number two and number three. Okay, so they don't. These two guys, Clarida and, and and Quarles, they're not in charge of a region, right? They don't. They're not at the San Francisco Fed or the Boston Fed or the Dallas Fed or the St. Louis Fed. They're above those guys. Both of them now are out. Now we find out that Joe Biden has interviewed Lael Bernard, and and according to Bloomberg, she didn't interview. For Coral's job, she didn't interview for Clarita's job. She interviewed for Jay Powell's job. Now, I don't know, but Coral's resigning when he's supposed to be there till 2032 probably tells me a couple of things. Number one, he probably also got caught with his hand in the cookie jar, right? Right? Wouldn't that make sense, Jason? Yeah, yes, I, that makes a lot of sense, Joe, for sure. Right? Oh, well, you know, if you thought what the Dallas Fed and the Boston Fed did was bad, wait till you see what I've done. Uh, then, then not to mention, at the same time that, that that came out, the Inspector General, who has been reviewing all of these illicit trades inside of the central bank, is supposed to be getting ready to uh, hand over his report. And here's the funny part, Jason. Guess who he's handing it over to? Jerome Powell. Huh. Right? So so it's almost like, hey, listen, I know that we had, uh, you know, the fox guarding the hen house here, uh, but I'm going to give the report on what all the other foxes were doing to the head fox. Well, I mean, it makes absolutely no sense. Well, then he's going to hand it off to the new lady you don't want uh, uh, put into place, and uh, she'll take over shortly after the disaster starts next year. Are we setting ourselves up here? Are we going to get uh, this sweep here at the Central Bank? And I kind of wonder, you know, and, and, and I don't know, maybe it's because like I talk to Jason too much now, uh, but, but I'm getting really worried about, is this why Joe Biden got put into place? That's what I think, Joe. That's what I Is think. Is this why? Was Maybe was this the reason? Because I'm going to tell you right now, the quote-unquote new central bank, Lael Bernard loves the digital currency. She thinks the Fed should have it. Right? That's the ultimate spying to you. We talk about Veterans Day and freedom. Well, you want a whole lot of that. Wait till we get the digital money. She also believes that the central bank can create equality. And what is what is that really? What is that code for? Socialism. I'm going right. <laughs> I'm going to take from 
the ones that succeed, and I'm going to give it to the ones that don't. And and this will be the end of of capitalism as we know it. Uh, this will be a Fed that has uh, even more power. You know, I was hoping when this whole thing, when this next crash comes, that the central bank would be wounded, uh, would be weakened. Boy, this sure seems like it could be something else entirely. I don't know if it's going to happen, but believe me, if it does, you think gold and silver are on a roll now. Wait till you see what happens if that announcement comes down. We'll be right back. Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, gold's here. Gold's up uh, $15, 1863, 1864. Silver. Uh, up 46 cents, uh, 23, or 25, I'll get it right, 25, So yesterday, uh, silver uh, did not close above $25, but it sure looks like it's going to do it today. Uh, much, much uh, stronger market for silver today. Uh, gold, again, uh, it's already closed above 1830, uh, continues to rise. I think it's going to continue to rise even more. Uh, it's, it's speculation on my part. I don't know. Uh, I really thought Jay Powell was going to be safe. Now I'm, not so sure. now I'm not so sure. Now it's possible that if Jay Powell isn't replaced, that Lael Bernard, she, she'll get one of the other two jobs. Right, because that's kind of how it works: is uh, either you retire from those two jobs, or you become the next head of the Fed. Right, that's that that's that's the stepping stone. That's that's how uh, Ben Bernanke got there. That's how Janet Yellen got there. That's how Jay Powell got there, uh, and that's uh, the path for for Lael Bernard. But it just may be a whole clean sweep, uh, and it and it's starting to look a little more like that. Uh, if that's the case. Forget everything I said about six months. It'll happen much sooner than that. This will be uh, definitely uh, something that rattles the market quite a bit. Uh, Lael Bernard and Janet Yellen together uh, is the, the, the most socialist banking team the world probably will have ever seen. But how about this? This one here, uh, Wall Street on Parade. The Martins do such a great job. They are the first ones to report that apparently Jay Powell had a private meeting with Jamie Dimon. It was September 30th, right after Jay Powell had testified to Congress. And also, the day before the central bank had to tell us now granted the data is two years old now but the, the new rules state hey two years later the central bank can say here's the banks that have come to the fed window to borrow money and it's kind of interesting right because during Jamie Dimon's tenure they've admitted to they've pled guilty to Five different felonies. And yet, he's never asked 
to step down. One of the felonies they admitted to was rigging the U.S. Treasury market. Right? Which you would think, okay, of all the things, that's one thing, listen, you know, we don't like it when you rip off your customers. But now you're rigging the U.S. Treasury market, which if you believe them, it's the most important thing, right? Oh, you know, the, the full faith and credit of the United States is at hand. Yeah. No worries. Uh, J.P. Morgan was award rewarded for that. How were they rewarded? Well, guess who got the no-bid contract, Jason, to handle all the mortgage-backed securities the central bank's been buying? I guess that'd be Jamie Diamond. <laughs> that'd be Jamie Diamond. Come on down, baby. Yes, you can handle this. I'm sure there's no funny business going to happen. Now, it is interesting. Guess who was one of the first banks at the window? Asking for money. Probably the, probably the same bank. <laughs> Chase Bank. Yep. And not only did they show up at the window, uh, they showed up at the window as the largest borrower almost every time. September 17th, uh, 2019, the New York for, uh, Fed provided... billion in one-day repo loans. J.P. Morgan's security unit. That's the trading arm of J.P. Morgan. Now, why would the trading arm get money? They got the biggest cut of the money, $7.6 billion, or 14%, at a time when J.P. Morgan by itself held $1.6 trillion dollars in deposits why would it need to borrow 7.6 billion dollars if they had 1.6 trillion dollars in deposits listen this is why you don't keep a lot of money in the bank listen do you think apple right everyone knows apple amazon right microsoft They've got hundreds of billions of dollars. They don't keep any of it in the bank. They don't. They keep enough. Hey, we, you know, we got to pay roll and pay our bills, but but the money we know we don't need to spend, it's not in the bank. They buy. They go out and buy bonds because if the bank goes under. They don't want to. They'd lose that money. They're not. They're not idiots. And and the scary part. Think about this. Because the number's grown since then. $1.6 trillion in deposits. One bank. That's just one bank. And the FDIC, oh no, we're insuring every deposit of of up to $250,000. And look, we've got $40 billion. One bank's got $1.6 trillion worth of deposits. It's a sham. It doesn't really exist. And again, Dodd-Frank took care of that. No, no, most people don't realize what's really happened. Right? When, when that bank goes under, they don't have the money. They don't have the money to pay. 
I mean, if the uh, the bank of Schmuckatelli in nowhere Montana went under, they got that covered. Right? But let's face it. 90 plus percent of all deposits are in 10 banks. The sac- Any of those banks go under, it's over with. J- Joe, the sacrificial lamb of this next crash might be the big banks, and then the Fed will be the hero that will just take over the banking industry with digital cash. Maybe that's that's what we're setting up for. Could absolutely be. So that was on the 17th. By the 27th, J.P. Morgan Securities got another $20 billion in 14-day repos. On the 30th of September, another $8 billion. I mean, come on. Wake up out there. 800-951-0592. We'll be right back after the break. 800-951-0592. I want to get more into this story because it gets it gets even better. But first, uh, we got to do a little business here. Uh, utility silver, quarters, dimes. Uh, we started yesterday... Uh, with eight bags, so about four bags of quarters, four bags of dimes. Uh, right now, uh, we've got two bags of quarters and about a bag and a half of dimes left. Silver's up fifty-three cents now, uh, twenty-five thirty. So uh, silver uh, starting to flex that muscle here. Uh, I'm going to leave the price the same. Quarters are at two forty. I got two bags. If you want to buy a bag, twenty-four thousand. Uh, dimes at 120. Again, you want to buy a bag, 24,000 at 800 951 I also have, uh, we, we got a, a case and a half of U.S. Silver Eagles. Uh, and, and here's the nice part. Uh, the, these, they, they weren't sealed, obviously, a case and a half. But uh, we're being told all of the really clean, really clean look. And these are backdates. And, you know, backdates carrying premiums everywhere but here at Patriot. Uh, If you want rolls of silver eagles, I've got about 40 rolls at $725. Think about this. I think we ran silver eagles like a week ago, Jason. I think they started at $685. That's right. They went to $700. Now they're $725. Uh, by the way, vets, any vets out there, just tell us your event. We're not going to check your papers. Uh, $10 off any order on a vet today, 800-951-0592. So we're talking about what's really happening out there. Now, this is before COVID. Remember, this was this that little mini crash uh, in December, in, in, the, in the fall of of 2019 this is kind of really where uh the gold and silver markets really started to make the run and all of a sudden the fed windows open remember i i did the story where bank of america had warned hey what do you remember this was when they were remember this was the first time they were trying to taper and bank of america's like hey what are you doing can't taper you need we need help Come to find out, J.P. Morgan was the one that was in trouble. Apparently, through the Freedom of Information Act, Wall Street on Parade learned that 
J.P. Morgan Chase drained $158 billion from its liquidity reserves that were being held at the Federal Reserve at the time. By the way, that was 57% of the total reserves and caused a huge liquidity crisis of which J.P. Morgan, uh, their securities division, which I don't even know why that would be allowed, they said, you make bad trades, you should lose, period, uh, was the one borrowing the bulk of the money, uh, and then through that Freedom of Information Act, they, they received notice that the Federal Reserve said that it had 233 documents that may shed some light as to why J.P. Morgan Chase was allowed by the Fed to draw down all of those reserves, creating a liquidity crisis, and forcing them to stop, taper, and reopen the Fed window. Now, normally a Freedom of Information Act is supposed to respond in 20 days. It took the central bank four months to tell them, hey, we've got these documents. Unfortunately, those documents were never made public because after that they received notice that the Federal Reserve had denied their Freedom of Information Act request in its entirety, Jason. And so I don't know if we'll ever find out what really happened. Well, and the Federal Reserve is not beholden to the Freedom of Information Act being a private company. So whatever Correct. whatever the Fed hands over is just uh, what they want you to know. And I just find it very interesting because you've heard Jay Powell say, I don't know how many times, oh, the banks are well capitalized. And, and remember, for a while there, remember, banks weren't able to buy back their own stock and all that. Of course, no, 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 it's fine. Listen, they will lie right to our face to keep us from knowing what's really happening out there. And, and I only bring this up. This is a very delicate situation we're in. This inflation that we've been talking about, this is a game changer. This is something we have not seen. And what I'm worried about, I'm worried about the other side of the inflation. When the collapse happens, how un- how underfunded are these banks really going to be, Jason? I, I said earlier this might be their, their, their plan, Joe, because if you go to a digital-only money system, the Fed, in theory, could just handle the whole thing. And you have to have an enemy, you have to have a, a finger to point at when something bad happens. And if it's not going to be coronavirus or some other uh, you know, terrorist attack or something, you can say, well, the big banks, it's all their fault. And, uh, and we'll, we'll, just, we'll just have to go away from those guys. We'll just let the Fed, uh, you know, this independent company that's in, you know, in your best interest, will take care of it. I mean, it, it could happen, Joe. I mean, you're, the, the movement in the Fed, uh, the Fed positions uh, and with this, I mean, let's face it, this information about J.P. Morgan being the one that was, uh, you know, causing the trouble in 2019, uh, I mean, you could say that somebody went out and got that information, but... They didn't want us to know that. I don't think we would know about it, Joe. That they, they want us to know this stuff for some reason. Very interesting. We're going to try to connect the dots. Is Lael Bernard the last piece of the puzzle? 
We'll talk about that before we sign off today. Man, I got so much stuff. I, I just don't have enough time to cover it all. Uh, j- just to, tomorrow we're going to talk about health care premiums. Wow. They, I just saw the number. I, I don't even believe it myself. I don't know why I should. Uh, just, just again, the nation getting poorer, uh, inflation. Is it possible the sweeping out of the central bank is setting us up for, as Jason says, oh, these banks, man, they were really, really bad. But don't worry. The central bank is now here with this digital dollar. Uh, we'll make banks really kind of obsolete. The problem is anyone who's got any money in there, listen, it's real simple. They don't have money. They don't have anywhere close to the money to insure these deposits. Now, they can say it's insured. It doesn't mean anything. Because really, with Dodd-Frank now, with the, the new bail-in method, okay, just, just so you know, we're unsecured credit holders to the bank. We're like last in line. But don't worry. Okay, well, you know, you had, you know, you had a million dollars in our bank. Well, you know, it's insured up to 250 so thanks for that free 750 Thanks for that. And um, so don't ever do that, by the way. But this other 250 let's talk about it. Because, uh, you know, we're looking here, and, uh, you know, you're still working, and you're making money, and, you know, you really don't need all of it right now. How about, you know, we'll give you 50 grand in the digital dollars. But don't worry, this other 200,000, it's still yours, but it's in the form of stock in this new bank. Your new Federal Reserve Bank, whatever it's called. You'll get stock. Now, you can't sell it. You can't sell it, but it's here. And once this thing is over and things settle down and... Sometime in the future, we may, we, we may send you a notification that, hey, you can now sell some of that stock to, to get your money back. That's how it's going to work. I mean, all the people that don't have any money in there that live paycheck to paycheck, yeah, you're fine. We, we're going to keep your money in there. And who knows? My guess is if it's Lael Bernard in charge, there will be some, social, some sort of social justice within that. Right, if you're a minority, uh, the right ethnic group, or you can trace your roots back to slavery, or whatever, we may even give you more money. It could be. But sim- all of you that, have, but all of you successful people, we've got a different program for you, Jason. It could be something even simpler, Joe. That they just, if your accounts are at certain levels, uh, they just you just take a haircut to pay for uh, you know for this disaster. You know, they could just yeah. take it. And here's the other thing. I've been looking more at uh, bit, at Bitcoin and, and crypto, uh, what they call currencies, or their crypto assets. Uh, this this scenario that we've presented could be very real because Bitcoin has made a lot of people feel really comfortable about cryptocurrencies. And if this thing were to happen, Joe, Bitcoin would not go away. Bitcoin would be around. It'd be your alternative to Fedcoin uh, because hey, you know they'll have gotten they have skated this emergency, and nobody will you know they'll they'll point at J.P. Morgan, they'll point at Wells Fargo, they'll point at these banks. But they're not going to point at the Fed. They didn't point at the Fed in 2008, Joe. No, I think you're right. They're, the Fed's going to be perceived as the white horse. And and uh, Lael Bernard fits that bill. Uh, does that mean they think it's this this quick? I, 
Uh, really, truthfully, I think uh, they were hoping to wait another couple of years before she gets there, but I don't know if they got that long. Very interesting day. I know that was a lot today. Uh, you never know what you're going to learn here. 800-951-0592. Quarters and dimes and silver eagles. We've got them all for you today. Patriot Radio News Hour. God bless you. Thank you to all the vets. 